You're listening to Comedy Central. My guest tonight is an actor who plays Zoe on Blackish and is starring in the new spin-off series, Grownish. Please welcome Yara Shahidi. <laughs> the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to have you here. Uh, everyone from Blackish has been on the show. We've been fan of, fans of yours for a long time. And now you have gone from Blackish to your new show, Grownish, which in many ways parallels your real life. What is Grownish mm -hmm. about? Grownish, I mean, is a very literal title in that it is a kid, Zoe Johnson, who thinks she is grown and soon realizes that she is not. Um, and so it's her journey in this world of uncertainty. And right. it's really interesting because somebody pointed out that today was the day Kenya Barris, the creator of the show, actually called me with the idea. So the show is being released basically a year from the day he actually called me and a year from the day I turned in my own college applications. There's, there's many parallels in your story as well. Oh, yeah. Right, so, so, so you applied to college and mm -hmm. uh, your character Zoe is also going to college for the first time. You got accepted into Harvard, mm -hmm. which is huge. <laughs> and, and then you deferred it. You're like, I'm not gonna go yet. <laughs> Yes, um, I mean, I'm turning 18 next month, so I'm young for my grade. Um, and I already knew that I planned on taking a gap year, show or no show. The spinoff wasn't even an idea yet. Right. And so it was the idea just that I wanted to be able to fully appreciate my college experience and be on campus. And um, I, I already know what I want to study, and I want to take a moment in between working because I've been working my entire academic career. So I wanted to be able to take a moment and then do a proper transition. That's like a pretty gangster thing to say to someone. <laughs> Oh, I'd, I'd love to come to Harvard, but I have to finish acting. <laughs> I, uh, I have a, a spin-off series for my other successful series. And so, it's, 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 a, it's a really exciting story in that, you know, your character Zoe goes into this new environment and she realizes that she's not as grown as she thought. She realizes that there's different communities and different worlds that she has to experience. Were there experiences that, that you took from your life that you applied to Zoe's? I mean, I think the one thing that Zoe um, is experiencing for the most part is that she's no longer experiencing things in theory. Right. And so there is the reality of Zoe's situation in which she is socioeconomically privileged. A lot of what we talk about on the show doesn't directly affect her. And there's a certain semblance of, I have the luxury of living in the progressive blue bubble of California. Right. And so a lot of the college experience is similar to any experience I've had in which that bubble is broken. And you realize that nobody, not everybody agrees with you and you have to very much figure out your own opinion as well as why you believe in what you believe in right. because it can no longer be like, this is just the way things are. You actually have to have facts and have um, a, a line of reasoning and so a lot of that comes with your personal development and evolution along with a political development which is expedited by our current administration. <laughs> I, was just, I was just appreciating that for a moment. <laughs> That, that's something that, I, I won't lie, amazed me the first time I saw you not in your role on TV. I was, you flow, you lyrically flow through your ideas with, with a certain level of panache that most people do not possess, right? And you are, you, you, you're also engaged in politics in a way that most young people aren't. As you said, you are turning 18, and because of that, you are really excited to become a part of the voting process, which is not normal for most young people. Do you think that's a sign of the times we're living in? Yes. Um, I mean, it's always been 
who I am. I've always been excited to vote. And like when I was four, I had asked my grandfather if he'd be my roommate in college because I was already looking forward to being when you in were college. Four? Yes. Um, <laughs> so, I've always been one to plan ahead. Yeah, um, that's way ahead. And so, I, I mean, I think being 18, it's like, okay, cool, I'm an adult and everything, but I can finally vote. And um, I think what's really exciting is that I will be able to vote during midterms, and midterms determines how we redistrict. And being able to vote while we figure out how we are redistricting means that in 2020, we're going to have a few things figured out, hopefully. Do you, do, you think, do, you, do you think enough young people will come out and vote? I know you have an initiative that you, you, you're trying to inspire young people right. to come out. Yeah, so it, it is called 18 by 18 for obvious reasons, um, but I think a, a really big part of what this election proved is just how young people vote. And also with everything happening in Virginia and Alabama, we see that people are not only willing to vote um, for first-time candidates, but there are first-time voters finally coming out. Right. And a lot of the issue that I personally see with how we educate this generation is as though we don't have to have a, pol a political opinion until it's time to vote. Uh -huh. And so we are inherit this system that we have no idea about and we have no clue how it properly functions. And so we theoretically vote based on ideology with no backup for why we support certain ideologies and really no correlation between how our passions translate into policy change. Right. And so to be able to create a platform in which it can easily spell that out and for us to be able to truly take control of this political system, I feel like is really important. When you, when you look at your personal life... You are someone who has been directly affected. You are someone who many people didn't know. Uh, you are half Iranian mm -hmm. and half black. And that's, that's an interesting combination of people who are experiencing not the greatest time in America right now because of yes. the current administration. Mm -hmm. You came out and you spoke about that. Why was it important for you to speak out? Was it scary? Was it something that you were proud of doing and would do again? I mean, quite honestly, I come from a family of humanitarians, and so on my mother's side, my papa's a Black Panther, um, and then on my, my bubba's side, I have family in Mashhad where actually rallies are happening right now, um, and they're all humanitarians as well, and so it's something that I feel like I've just been born and raised with and around, the idea that you are socially conscious and take care of your global community. Now, I think this... Uh, administration put a layer of emergency around the message just because I remember when the ban happened we were actually my my Junji my grandmother was actually considering flying in for the first time in 13 years oh wow and so fortunately because she has her US citizenship she was able to do so but it was that scary moment of oh this affects my family and right. I, I have family that, um, in which you hear these things on the news, and I, I and when Donald Trump says all of these things about Iranians, about Muslims, I'm like, oh, but there are real people, and I know the people that he's talking about, and those are my my khalees, and those are my my cousins. Right. Um, and so I, I feel like that's why it was important for me to speak out, and just being half black and half Iranian, there's a certain appreciation for what culture and uh, the amalgamation of culture does, and so to be in a society that basically preaches Cold War isolationism as though that does anything um, or effectively helps our, our state progress is just surreal to experience. And so any message that I can spread that's saying, like, my family is living proof of just the beauty of connectivity and right. interconnectedness um, is, is something that I'm willing to talk about. If, if you look at the future, because, I mean, you, you plan way, way ahead. <laughs> In a month's time, you turn 18. Mm -hmm. You then vote in the midterms. 
Do you see a future where you get involved in politics more directly? Uh, I describe my future as being policy adjacent, um, just in that I would like to be next to Capitol Hill, but not on it. Um, and so the major that I'm doing in, at Harvard is actually called social studies. It's an interdisciplinary sociology, economics, philosophy, and anthropology major, and African American studies is my second major. Wow. Um, and, uh, wow. But with that, the goal is to either go into non-pro- the nonprofit space right. or um, something along those lines that can help influence our political system without being in the political system. And when you got into that world, when you applied to go to Harvard, you had somebody really special who wrote a letter of recommendation for you. My AP Calc teacher did indeed write one of my letters of recommendation. <laughs> that, that was one, one letter, and there was somebody else. First Lady Michelle Obama did write the second one. <laughs> If, if Michelle Obama writes a letter of recommendation, I feel like you don't need to go to the school anymore. <laughs> you just carry that with you, and you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. How do you, how do you, how do you stay humble? How do you, how do you contextualize that in your life? Quite honestly, I've lived a very non-normal life, uh-huh. and so I've. I feel like I attribute it to the fact that one of my cousins is an astronaut and one of them is the rapper Nas. And so there's high expectations in my family. Yeah, yeah. I can only imagine, yeah. (laughs) And so I think with that being the context in which I was raised, there's a certain expectation that you achieve awesome things and then you just kind of keep going. Well, I, I, I think you're going to do it. I think you're going to be the first astronaut slash rapper slash politician <laughs> slash president of the United States at the same time. Thank you so much Thank for being you. on the show. <laughs> amazing young woman, Gronish Pemez, January 3rd at 8 p.m. on Freeform. It's really funny. You want to watch it. Yara Shahidi, everybody. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.